Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Sweatpant Movie Date Night. Yeah, we saw a movie that doesn't come out until May 3rd. On. I, f- I feel kind of special. I feel like we kind of like made a big time, even though we didn't really make a big time. But We wanted to thank Meg. Yeah, a friend of ours, uh, Meg, got some advanced, uh, advanced screening tickets. To go see Long Shot. Long Shot. With Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other people that and were... O'Shea were, Jackson Jr. That was really loud. So I appreciate wow. that. Um, so thanks, Meg. Again, thanks, appreciate Meg. it. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight I am drinking Deep Eddie's uh, Vodka Peach Flavored. With water. Cool. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Conor McGregor's oh, Jesus. Proper 12. I hear the boy drinking. And water. It's a with Irish whiskey. And uh, let's try it out right now. Mm. It's definitely not the highest end quality of whiskey. I'd say that much. Um, but my whiskey is pretty good. It's a cheaper version of Jameson. Sorta, of. um, it's about ten dollars cheaper, so it's a uh, got pretty good flavor. It's just you can tell, mass produced, nothing super super fancy. How's your vodka? Um, it's pretty good. I love anything peach flavored, so this is just nice little added bonus. I love a, a, I vodka water is like my liquor drink of choice, but if you can add peach flavor to that, I'm on board. Nice. Well, and you started liking that when we went to Colorado last, last year. Last summer, yeah. yeah, when we were in Colorado, they had it at a golf course, and it was Spot top on. notch. Just what I needed that day, and it's just what I needed today, too. So, let's describe the experience okay. of going. Okay. So, our phones got taken from us. Our phones were took. Tooketh. And I was shook. Shooketh. Um, I was fine having my phone taken. That wasn't such a big deal. Um, I thought I felt, I'm a pretty optimistic person, so I feel confident that I'm going to get my things back. And if I don't get my things back, I'm going to raise hell about it. Mm -hmm. Um, we came out of the theater and I thought I was going to have to raise hell because there was three people looking for our phones. I handed them my ticket, number 37. They couldn't find number 37. All the phones looked the same. I was freaking out. All apples. It was fine. We ended up finding them, but I was having a moment. So there were no trailers because this was an advanced screen. That was bizarro. We just went. Because it went, I mean, it was, the lights were all up. So it wasn't even like the lights were dim. The lights were up. Yeah, then the lady came out. And then the lady came out and said. Wearing a boot. "Uh, We're welcome to the movie. We hope you enjoy it. You're an advanced screening. That's why we took your cell phone. This movie doesn't come out for a month. Afterwards, I'll take your comments. Yeah, but she said she'd come back in. And then, you know, it was just like credits rolled. And I was like, why are you showing me the credits? I don't really need, you know, whatever. Yeah. If you just want my input, you know, if this is somehow like, I don't know what they call it, a focus group, then the demographics were a little bit skewed in there. Well, like Meg was saying, the studios do that as like a, 
way to get out Buzz. like word of mouth. It's probably pretty cheap for them to just buy out a theater for the night and get tickets. It's probably an and, agreement with the theater though. Right. Or that, whatever. But to, you know, to be able to do that, it's word of mouth is some of the best advertising sometimes. So if yeah. you can walk away and say, yeah, that was a great movie. For sure. All right. So what is long shot for those of you that don't know, because you probably don't know what it is since it's not out. And it doesn't come out for over another month. I'm going to read the exact brief synopsis from IMDb. When Fred Flarsky reunites with his first crush, one of the most influential women in the world, Charlotte Field, he charms her. As she prepares to make a run for the presidency, Charlotte hires Fred as her speechwriter and sparks fly. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, but that was a, I mean, terribly written. It's like but a Boulder I, Dash yeah. like <laughs> movie thing. Yeah. So overall impressions, good, um, bad, and different. Overall, I thought it was good. Okay. It was. I mean, so that's what you felt when you left the theater. You thought, oh yeah. man, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. We laughed pretty much the whole time. Partially, partially because due to Meg. Meg was laughing so hard. Um, but I mean, at least the first half of the movie was mostly laughter. Yeah, for sure. And, like, genuine laughter because the jokes were funny. Yeah, they're pretty great. Uh, I agree with you 100%. walked out thinking this is probably one of the better true date movies that you could go see where you wouldn't, where both parties would be okay. I mean, if you're a guy, you should be able to find the humor in it. If you liked Superbad, Pineapple Express, that type of comedy. And if you're a girl, you like it because, obviously, you're rooting for the love to actually happen. Also, if you're a guy and you're straight, you probably like Shirley Theron because she looked really, really beautiful in this movie. Um, and if you're a girl, um, you have O'Shea Jackson Jr. I do love him a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that the the comedy was raunchy enough that it was funny and not like over the top like sausage party sausage party yeah. like sausage party was funny but it was still over the top I'm the so, and like what's that other one end of the world the end of the world one with Seth this Rogen. is the end this is the end yeah like it was funny but it's over the top and sometimes over the top comedy is just the, i mean that's it that's the point right it's over yeah. the top but it doesn't like i walk away and i'm like okay yeah some of it was funny but it was just too much this would, was like the you. This was the perfect amount of like funny and raunchy comedy and like a good story. I would argue that this was a comedy first. Yes. And romance second. Yeah, it was a comrom. Yeah, and you know a lot of times you get caught in these worlds where it's like the whole focal point is to you know have the lovers come together, right? And in this movie, it felt like that was the major plot, right? I mean, it was these two falling for each other and eventually getting through it, but realistically, the overall arc was both of them discovering that they weren't going to compromise their values for something that was... that they maybe would have to, right? And I think that was more the focal point of the film than... Oh, yeah. these two just happen to get together and... Yeah, I wasn't so invested in the love story. I was more invested in their, like, their own 
personal arcs yeah. and their personal journeys. And it was really cool to see, you know, the one one thing that I thought of when I walked out of the movie was this movie will do well with younger audiences because, you know, they they hit on some things that are happening right now in the world and they sort of it becomes an echo chamber in this film. And with the older audience, they might take it as pot shots against their beliefs. And, totally. uh, you know, it's not, I don't think that was the intent more than that was the result of the product. And, you know, sometimes you do math and you don't want it to work out the way it does, but it just happens to, and you get, you get the result you get. And I think that's what they got here. I mean, yeah liberal or, or conservative aside, um, there were some pretty cheap shots towards one party in this film, um, which didn't bother me at all, but you could hear people in the theater sort of groan a little bit, especially where we are, where you know it's, you know, there are 15, 60-year-old people in this screening that were like clearly like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're, they're saying this. And we all might feel it collectively, and the ones that don't see it, you know, they're usually part of it, right? They're usually part of the party that doesn't believe it or can't understand it. But then if you take a step back, just as someone would call a liberal a snowflake, you can call a Republican a different R word that maybe isn't politically correct because you have difference of, of opinions. And I think the film did a good job sort of at the end wrapping it up and saying, you know, you can have... The difference of opinion it doesn't make your friendship any weaker or any stronger if you both agree on the same thing or disagree and I think that was something that they sprinkled in maybe too late but it was also good to see them you could tell the director and the writers and you know whoever was involved they could really see maybe we're going too far to the left here we need to bring it back yeah Another line that they took was, like, a feminism and women empowerment, like, narrative. And it was really, like, I, of course, I loved that. I feel like Ty responded well to it. But we walked out of the movie and what did that one guy say? Like, oh, yeah, my sons would have liked this movie, but my daughter would hate it. Like, well, his did exact- he not get the point? Like, he... What? I think he was referencing... I was so frustrated when you told me that. Well, so here's the thing, and I'm not saying this because I feel anything other. I genuinely don't notice when it's like a message of women empowerment, probably because of how I was raised. Like, I just think it's like genuinely human empowerment. I don't think like if it was Charlize Theron as the role she was in or she was the writer, I wouldn't see it as it being a male you know, a male dominant movie where it's another, and it's because I've been gifted with being a male, obviously. So I don't have the same viewpoint as you. So I'm sure it's very exciting to see, but I honestly, when I look at these movies, white, black, female, male, you know, whatever, I don't look at it as that as the struggle. I look at it more as the human struggle, which is we're all going to endure, you know, different things based on who we are. And sometimes it is a product of things we can't control. And, you know, she, the movie did really, really well, I think, you know, going over that over and over again, like, well, she's a woman, so she's going to be looked at differently. And, you know, um, 
it was just it was a little bit that was when I started to understand okay they're trying to really push the the point of how difficult it would be to be a woman in this type of role so all right let's go over favorite part it can be an actor it can be a moment it could be a scene it could be a song it could be a dance um I liked the friendship between O'Shea Jackson and Seth Rogen in the like the whole the thing. the whole their whole friendship their whole dynamic they had um, really good chemistry they had great chem like better than Charlie Theron and Seth Rogen chemistry but I don't um, think so I do well that's your you bias can, I'm biased why am I biased because you like one of them more than you like the other okay I guess um <laughs> but the at one point I think it, well I think I'm biased because at one point I like I realized I leaned over to you and I was like oh my gosh. You're Seth Rogen, and I'm O'Shea Jackson. I'm, like, the hype man, the, yeah, we're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And you're, like, (laughs) I'm the thicker. I don't know what you're trying to say. Mm, He, you're, like, smart and witty and, but, like, the clothes he was wearing like that reminds me of you how you not when you go to work but like you wear graphic tees and he wasn't wearing graphic tees but he wore that windbreaker and yeah he wore a hat and a windbreaker and somehow that correlated to me (laughs) i don't know i could see it too where it was more he was more idealistic in his approach even though he wasn't nuanced so he was you know, I view the world in this viewpoint. But, and he, like, stood up for what he believed in. Yeah. Like, that. you do that shit all the time. That's you. Like. But I have a more nuanced approach. I don't see things as, you know, an absolute on either side. Because there's always something that can be said uh, to help or to hurt. You know, there's, you know, the rich billionaire guy that was <laughs> Andy Serkis, which took me forever to figure out who it was. Um you know, there's probably good there, but, you know, they definitely made it very easy to see the bad, right? And so he sees the bad, and he hears the bad, and he reads the bad, and he writes the bad. So how would you know what the good is, you know? And that's, I could see the correlation where you would put me there, and you'd be like, oh, well, you know, you're like him. And I agree. I'm definitely like that character, Fred Flarsky. Uh, but I don't think I'd ever be put into a role like that, because... I would be just like him with the jokes he was writing and stuff and probably wouldn't go over so hot in the political climate today. So my favorite part was probably the when the Canadian Prime Minister laughed. <laughs> and it's super, super short, but like that scene where he's like, Let's go to this exclusive place called the Mini Bar. Like, that scene reminds me of every 22-year-old probable Tinder date. (laughs) And for some reason, I thought they just... They were really just pulling this out. And it was was funny to me. I don't know. Reminds you. Did you go on any Tinder dates? Tinder didn't exist when I was dating. It did. It just came out. Because I had been on Tinder for, like, a hot second before I met you. I had never went on Tinder, no desire to live that lifestyle. So what was your least favorite part, actor, Um, 
I can't talk about it because it's a spoiler alert. Are you talking about the splooge? We're not giving spoilers. I know, but you can say there's a splooge yeah, scene. Yeah, but we're not. Yes, <laughs> but we're not. I knew that was your least favorite part because you looked away immediately. Let's just say there's a something about Mary scene in this film. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, raunchy <laughs> it comedy. It's Seth Rogen comedy. It had to be there. Like, it made the film. But it also made the film unrealistic. Like that was that that was the one well, line in the sand. That pushed you over. No, that was the honestly that was the one line in the sand where I was like, oh yeah, okay, this could never happen. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see your point there, definitely. What was your least favorite part? My least favorite part was, I don't know, I didn't. There wasn't like one thing that really stuck out to me. The. Though there are so many funny, like, you know, if I watch this movie again, they'd become daily one-liners that I would say. And there weren't very many where I was genuinely like, oh, man, that's this is not a good part of the movie. Like, I felt the movie flowed well. I felt everything did well. So for the first time, I would say there really wasn't anything that I was like, oh, there were parts that dragged on a little bit. But those weren't completely unnecessary to the film's you know, overall plot or storyline. So, uh, let's rank, we'll just do quick, if you can, Seth Rogen's movies. Oh. Okay. So he's super bad. Obviously he's up there for a lot of people. Um, you have This Is The End, Sausage Party, Knocked Up, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, I think Knocked Up is probably my top one. Yeah. Well, I liked well, actually, Superbad's this probably one the best. and then Knocked Up. Superbad's probably the best, but he's not the primary That's, role. Yeah, I don't count that because it's not... This was this one and Pineapple Express are both really, really funny, but I'd probably put this because of my favorite actress is in this <laughs> movie. So, so I'd probably put this one ahead. Uh... Is there... Who would you put ahead of right now? Like, if you were going to make a movie and you needed a leading lady that, you know, in the you know 30 to 50 year range, not, you know, 55 plus or anything, is there anyone better than her right now? Like, if I was looking at it and I was trying to under... I was trying to figure out, like, I wrote a couple names down and I was like, nope, wouldn't pick them. They're very, you know... For this role specifically? No, just like in general. Just like in, in Hollywood. general? Would it be like Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, that's who I was leaning towards. I was also... I love Julianne Moore. And she's probably older than 50. Yeah. But I... She's like top of my list. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is top of my list too. She's 50 plus. Well, so I like older ladies. Okay. Um... I'm having a good dead air. I know, I know. I'm sorry. You know, I have a hard time thinking on the spot. I wish you would have asked me this sooner. Well, now you got asked. So I would say. <laughs> Who would you say? I would say that it'd be between her and Jennifer Lawrence. 
Lady Gaga could take the mantle at some point, but I feel like she's going to be shoehorned into that type of role. Versus Charlize Theron has played Atomic Blonde, which was really good. Mad Max Fury Road, which she's, was really good. She's, she's the most who does diverse. A, yeah, she can do a wide range of acting. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence did Silver Lining Playbook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she does the X-Men stuff and she does Hunger Games. And like short of that, I don't know what else she's capable of. Because I feel like she's... Not much comedy. I feel like she's very... Um, Commercial. Yeah. I feel like Charlize Theron can take something that maybe isn't supposed to be commercial and make it appealing to everybody. So, let's play a game. Okay. You know I'm always down for a game. I'm going to have you pick who you think is older out of the bunch of these four people. Okay. Bradley Cooper, Charlize Theron, Jessica Chastain, or Seth Rogen? Bradley Cooper is the oldest. Do you know by how much? No. I have no clue how, how old, old any of these think? people are. I think Seth Rogen is probably 35. Close. He's 36, going to be 37. So he's the youngest. Yep. Um, And then Jessica Chastain. Yep. She's So she's 30. Nope. She's 40-something? Yep. 41? Two. 42. She just turned it. Then Charlize Theron yep. is... 44. She turns 44 in August. Woo, killing it. And then Bradley Cooper is 45, 46. Bradley Cooper just turned 44 this year. Whoa! So they weren't that far apart. Good job. I wouldn't have been able to do that. I would have probably picked Bradley Cooper than Jessica Chastain. Because I thought Charlize Theron, I know she's been around a long time, but so is Seth Rogen. I'm a good judge of age. Like, past us. Yeah. Like, looking at us, I'm like, okay, I'm, I can judge age beyond us. But under us, I have no fucking clue. There's 16-year-olds that look like they're 20, and there's 20-year-olds that look, or 25. There's 25-year-olds that look like they're 16-year-olds. I just can't. I can't do it. Can you name a better rom-com or com-rom movie? Um, <laughs> the first one. That popped into my head was Miss Congeniality. Not really a rom-com, though. Yeah. It's okay. It's not, you know, it's not, I didn't think it was as good as this. No. I'm just saying. I'm just asking you the name. I can't. That was the first one that, that's why I laughed at it. 50 First Dates, How to Lose um, a Guy in 10 Days, nah. or whatever. Nah. Knocked Up. Nah. Love Actually, The Notebook. Love Actually is not a rom-com. That's just a rom. It's a whole and same with the whole rom com. No, the Notebook wasn't funny. Notebook's just a rom. That's what I said. That's what I said about Love Actually. Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. Really? Um. Yeah, I don't think so. I think this for like if you're looking for, but that's the thing though. If you're looking for a rom com, you want more of a traditional rom com. This isn't a traditional rom com. This is a com rom. Comedy first, Romedy romance second. second. <laughs> comedy and romedy, it's how we do it in the industry. Heck yeah. I think the... Did you have one in mind that was better? No, I just... My go-to was always Fifty First Dates. I do love Fifty First Dates, or, even though I hate Adam Sandler. Or uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. But both those movies yeah. are really, really shallow. 
this yeah. this movie had a this very had a ton of depth. Yeah, it had a very defined purpose, I think, and it just happened to be the you know the mode of transportation to get it there was these two falling you know in love or you yeah know, finding each other via right romance. <clears throat> so let's rank it as a date movie. I think oh, I think this is the best one we have seen together. Yes, for sure. And five as years. date movie. Yeah, as a date. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Going for sure. out on a Friday night, middle of summer. Yeah. You know, beginning of summer, I guess, because yeah. it'd be May third. I would go to this with a first date or a last date. Uh, yeah. Last date. Jesus. I'm just saying, if I'm not dark, and that can't live any longer or something. Um, yeah, dark. Anyway, you look at it. Um, would you buy this movie? No. This movie will be on HBO Go. Hey, then. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. It'll be one of those things where I'll buy it if it's like a Seth Rogen package where I can get oh, like Pineapple Express, knocked up knocked in up. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like I can get all his movies because I we Seth only Rogen have rom com package. Yeah, and then I'd be okay with it. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if this movie warrants a purchase, but I know that for the two hours that you take your significant other. If you're in our age group or younger, you, well, younger might not even understand half of this stuff, but if you're in our age group, you should find the humor. Yeah. And you may not agree with the politics of it, but you will agree that overall, every single one of us can do a better job of what they find out in the end, right? So. Yeah, and I didn't, I kind of disagree with you on the, I don't think it was politically one-sided, because even when they were having the... Republican and Democrat Democrat debate, like as the two characters that are having that debate, when they were having that debate with each other, the person that was Republican was also taking true shots at the person that was Democrat. And like, you know, and we're, we, we agree on most of those things. So yes, there was innuendos and undertones of it being a more liberal film. And of course, because Seth Rogen wrote it, Yes, but it wasn't as biased as you would expect it to be. We'll agree to disagree on that. As far as political sides are concerned, like if you're taking sides on your political party. This is a very left-leaning movie. And I think... I don't, I don't want to say you're wrong... Or I'm right, or anything like that. We can both see it how we want to see it, because that's the beauty of art. It's very subjective. I think there are some tones in this film that are very clearly underlying a left-leaning position, and it comes out towards the end that maybe picking a side is not necessarily the best way to live your life, right? And they have the conversation in one side of it of that conversation still does not agree or conclude the same thing as the other side. The other side just has to sort of, for lack of a better term, cave. And you may not see it that way, but that was, it was a reflection of the society that we live in. And that may not have been the purpose, but that's how I interpreted it. And that's the beauty of the art, right? Because you may not look at it like that at all, but that's how I viewed it. I don't think it made the movie any worse or any better. It just, it is what it is. But, yeah. Uh, So, overall score. We'll do overall score of film, and then we'll do overall score of date movie. 
You know my recency bias always comes into play when I do overall scores. Um, you go first. Well, overall score, I don't think there are any super glaring issues with the film at all. <laughs> um, but I would probably give it an 8 out of 10. You know, again, the score, would I go see it again? Sure. Uh, would I buy it? Probably not, unless it was some type of deal. But if you know if it comes out in the fall and we're not doing anything and we can rent it for $5, I might rent it again because it was worth it. Um, and then for overall date movie, I thought this, for my sense of humor and your sensibilities, I thought it probably couldn't have been any better. I think there are some things that you probably would take out, but I thought they were hilarious and... There are other people that are like, oh my god, this is fucking nasty. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's part of the film. <laughs> like, if you thought that was nasty, you must not have been watching most of this when the first 20 minutes into the mm-hmm. film they show uh, something very graphic through pants. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I forgot about that. So. Uh, uh, um, 10 out of 10 for date movie, 8 out of 10 for overall. What, would you go to it on a first date? Yeah, this is, so here's the thing. Most people don't, if it's a date where you've never talked to the person and you, as an individual, male or female, find Seth Rogen in that type of humor funny, I would definitely take someone to this movie. Because if you take someone to this movie and they don't find it funny or they don't have the same sense of humor, it would, I would say you're you probably in a long row to plow. You need to kick bricks. Yeah. So there's that, that gives you that benefit. And then the other thing is, if you do talk to someone and they're like, yeah, I'm not really into that type of humor. I think it's really crude and crass and it's not very, you know, it's not very elegant. It's not British comedy or or whatever. Probably wouldn't take them on the first date. Maybe the third or fourth. Oh, you would still take them on a date then? Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, as long as they can reference comedy. Some people okay. are so okay. dull okay. that... yeah, fair, fair, fair. Some people are so dull, before I was cut off, that <laughs> you, you know, they don't find humor in everyday situations, right? So, you know, you'd want to at least have that reference point. If they, you know, if they're getting mad at everyone that's cutting them off on the road and they can't find the humor in life, then, you know, maybe then you take a chill pill and relax. Take a little little chewy. <laughs> you can't see that I'm making a face because I get mad at every person on the road. Yeah. Woo! You do. <laughs> but, you know, you also find humor in the small but stuff I'm also usually. funny. Nah. Subjective. All right. Overall score, let's go. Stop Overall stalling. Overall score, eight and a half. Date score. Ten. What date? Tens, tens, tens across the board. Uh, I was not going to say first date. Because I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm self-conscious. So I was thinking like second or third date until you like get to know someone better. But after you said, yeah, first date because you want to know about their sense of humor. Like, yeah, duh. That makes more sense than. It's one of those movies where I think Chad would really like it and Aaron would be like not happy with it. (laughs) No, I think she would like it. But that's the that's the vibe that I got from it. It's like the guy might actually like this movie more than the girl, which is very strange for this type of genre of film, right? 
Because I told you I didn't even want to see it. Then... Yeah, but it, but you're. I think you're making it out to be more crass than it was. Dude, a guy came on his face. Tyler! <laughs> I mean, if you made it this far on the podcast, hallelujah, because that's the end of it. But that's all I'm going to say. If you thought Ben Stiller having splooge in his hair was bad, someone has splooge in their beard. So just keep that in mind when you go see this movie. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Send us an email. If you get us any screenings anywhere, we'll go see them and do a review. Yeah, more advanced screenings. We love this. Twitter, Sweatpant Movie Date Night, S-P-M-D-N. Yep, every time I have to spell it out in my head, you did it right. Nailed it. Sierra, Papa, Delta, Mike, November. Is it Mike? Yep. We looked it up. I don't remember. I remember. I remember. (laughs) I remember. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye.